0: You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trellowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trellowitz. And welcome back to Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. We are, of course, the home of all things spooky when it comes to ckcc radio and we are just 13 days away from halloween it is the ultimate spooky season right now and i'm loving every minute of it i hope that you are too i hope that you have done some spooky fun activities whether it's ghost hunting yourself watching a horror movie like the new uh halloween kills that just came out it's in theaters and on peacock or something innocent like going through a pumpkin patch or I don't know what else so carving a jack-o'-lantern there you go so I hope you're enjoying your time here in the spooky season Uh, like I said it is episode number 48 so close to the 50 uh, episode mark I love this podcast I have so much fun doing it thank you for tuning in two weeks ago I was getting ready to release the uh, Two Reveals podcast episode, and I'd recorded it, I had saved it, it was all ready to go, and I had dinner with my family. Now, that's nothing new. We, we have dinner every Sunday together. What is new is the fact that my brother shouted out randomly, I saw a UFO. And the the strange thing about this is, I'm the only person in my family that believes in the paranormal. Other than my, unfortunately, now deceased godfather, who's the one that got me into it. So, for my brother, who, again, not a big believer in the paranormal, I've actually almost been ridiculed at times for my belief in the paranormal. For him to announce this was quite shocking. And so he uh, was on his way to dinner and uh, saw something in the sky that he could not identify. And he stopped and took several pictures. And only one of them actually came out with anything. Now, he sent it to me because, again, paranormal investigator. I looked at it, and yeah, there's definitely something there. I'm not going to automatically say it's aliens. But it's aliens. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I love that meme. But there's definitely something in behind the cloud that does not look like a normal plane. There's way too many lights on it. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I actually went to uh, add on to the podcast two weeks ago to include that story. However, the program that I used or that I used to record these podcasts decided to crash on me. Now, again, I'm not saying it was aliens, but I'm also not saying it was aliens. Think about that for a second. If you want to see the picture, let me know. I'll be more than glad to uh, share it with you. So, check that out. Um, I also have a question that I... Kind of, I, I brought up to the paranormal discussions group that I am the uh, admin to, and I just wanted to uh, talk a couple min or a couple moments about it. Now, for those of you in the know that know what an SLS camera is, it's you know mostly been used in video games to you know map the body to include into a video game, and it's usually in you know the the next gen games. Um, it's also found a use in the paranormal, where it can detect a you know, body that we can't see with our own eyes. It's been used on pretty much almost every paranormal show, um, but they are expensive AF, and that is the main reason why I don't own one yet. I, I mean, if you, the listener, would like to buy me one, please do so. It, I would love that. It would be a great addition to my... Uh, to my paranormal equipment, but uh, I decided I was going to check to see if there was anything that I could buy that would be relatively cheap on, you know, the Apple App Store. And there's a free one and there's a paid one that was like six ninety nine and stuff like that and I thought, okay, well I'll add it to my collection, but I don't know that I'm going to one hundred percent believe what I'm seeing, when I, when I do use it, because to me, if it's you know a hundred percent accurate, that's cool. It's a you know relatively easy piece of equipment to use, that can see things that I cannot see. However, I then started to think about it and realized that it would be very easy for the software developers. To uh, fake it, think about Pokemon Go. You could be out there playing, and a a Pikachu is on the camera in front of you. Not really in front of you, but uh, yeah. Who's to say that they cannot do that with the you know SLS camera? So I'm gonna use it as with a grain of salt. I don't know that I'm gonna 100% believe it. I have attempted it, you know, in my own room, and at one point there was a stick figure that popped up briefly, which kind of freaks me out a little bit, but again, I can't really say one way or another that there was truly a ghost in my room, chilling out, maybe, you know, trying to find a digital movie to watch. I don't know. So I will keep you posted. I'm kind of curious on people's reaction to that, if you feel the same way I do. So please let me know. Uh, Comment on the video. While you're at it, like, subscribe, share. Do whatever, you know. Do whatever you do with other podcasts. Now, we got that out of the way. I want to discuss something completely different that I was totally unaware of. And now I think it's kind of awesome. Now, we are all familiar with the Bermuda Triangle. You know... Yes, it's not quite as prevalent as it was growing up. I honestly, you know, when I was a kid and I heard about the Bermuda Triangle, I pretty much thought every plane and every uh, boat that went in that area would just disappear and never be seen again. We all know that's not the case. In fact, there's probably a legitimate reason for the Bermuda Triangle. I think I've seen a couple of different explanations to it that makes way more sense than aliens zapping stuff up. But did you know because i did not until i was watching a recent episode well it's not that recent because the shows off the air of ghost brothers there is something called the bridgewater triangle the bridgewater triangle is an area of about 200 square miles within southeast massachusetts claimed to be the site of alleged paranormal phenomenon and i'm talking about a boatload of paranormal phenomena, ranging from UFOs to poltergeists, orbs, balls of fire, and other spectral phenomena, including Bigfoot-like sightings, giant snakes, and thunderbirds. I mean, if that's not the paranormal gambit, I don't know what is. So I think I need to go to the Bridgewater Triangle. Now, looking at a map of Massachusetts, it starts around the area of Abington, Massachusetts. That is the top pointy part of that triangle. And goes southwest all the way down to Rehoboth and Freetown. So to give you a general area, for those of you not familiar with the area, because I'm not, but I sort of am, it's about, it's, Several miles south of Boston. Right around, you know, the area between... uh, Close to Cape Cod Bay. So, I mean, just looking at some of the things that they say... um, About this. And again, I'm fascinated by the idea. um, Areas including in that... er uh, Historic places include the Hockamock Swamp which it means the place where spirits dwell. Uh, English colonizers call it the Devil's Swamp, so that kind of gives you an idea of what's in that area. Uh, there is the Dighton Rock. There is the Freetown Fall River State Forest, Profile Rock, and Solitude Rock. Uh, Solitude Rock is also known as Suicide Stone. So, yeah, um that does not sound like a very friendly place to go like i said they have quite a bit of paranormal sightings uh... thunderbirds which are giant birds that sort of look like pterodactyls which is frightening because you know dinosaurs are are extinct so imagine just going for a walk and a giant pterodactyl you know swoops down and eats you i would not want to go to this area although again i do because I'm weird that way. Uh, they say that the creatures have a wingspan of between 8 to 12 feet. And have been known to be seen around the swamp area and neighboring Taunton and Easton. Including a report by a police officer. So again, police officers don't tend to, you know, fabricate stuff. Depending on your point of view at least. So, uh, of course, there's everybody's favorite animal muta- uh, mutilations. Because that's just disturbing. They have uh, supposedly Native American curses on the ground, which again is not something you want to mess with. And of course, then there is the uh, Pugwudgie. and of course, everyone knows about the Pugwudgie. You don't. You don't know about the Pugwudgie? Okay, it's a creature from Alba, from Algonquian folklore which is considered to be a dangerous trickster. They have been equally associated with the Free Sta- Freetown State Forest within the Bridgewater Triangle. I mean, how how is this not more well known? Because some of the reports here are just so bizarre, and it makes you wonder why most people, like again, me, I'm a... I like to think about Welver's Paranormal Investigator. How did it take an episode of Ghost Brothers from me to find out about this? So, I don't know. But I do know one thing. I certainly do want to go visit the Bridgewater Triangle just to see what is going on. Now, this is a fun fact. The first reported UFO in American history was reported in the Bridgewater Triangle. In the year 1760 was the date for the very first documented UFO report. It was sighted directly over the Bridgewater Triangle, then in 1908 local papers reported on another UFO sighting. Another one happened in 1968 where several witnesses uh, allegedly saw a large orb floating in the trees in the woods of Rehoboth. 1970 saw a bunch of UFO sightings in the area. In fact, in 1976, two UFOs were seen by witnesses to land in, uh, along Route 44 in Taunton. Bridgewater Policeman was also reported seeing UFO in 1994, so that would be the cop that we were just talking about. Another one of the paranormal claims is down Route 44 again in Rehoboth and Seekonk. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for the phantom figure of a red-headed, heavily bearded hitchhiker. In addition, near Route 138, there appears to be a ghostly apparition that haunts the road near Hockamock Swamp. And uh, Copacut Road in Freetown is allegedly haunted by a ghostly truck driver. Now, one of these days I want to do a podcast based off of things like that about ghost ships and ghost trains and... uh, ghost truck drivers because again that's a very popular uh, story that you'll hear a lot of so definitely we will be focusing on that on a future podcast so it looks like there's quite a bit of information here about the Bridgewater Triangle and it just makes me wanna go so I may I don't know how I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna find a way to get there for a future investigation so If you have heard of the Bridgewater Triangle, please let me know, because like I said, this is the first I heard of it, and as soon as they talked about it on Ghost Brothers, I paused it just to do some research, and I'm like, alright, well that's going to be a future episode too. So, I hope you've enjoyed hearing about the Bridgewater Triangle, I hope I haven't mispronounced too many uh, town names in Massachusetts, thank you for listening to this episode. And keep enjoying the spooky season I am open to suggestions because of what is coming up with the both the 50th episode and the 52nd which would technically make two years of this podcast I mean it's gonna be a little bit different because I started this and then because the first couple of episodes were um, a week apart and then all of a sudden I started doing the real raw uh, ranking tracks. So it kind of separated. So the first episode was technically on January 5th. So we're coming up on the anniversary of the first show as well. So something to keep in, the, keep in mind. In the meantime, I do want to thank everyone for listening and uh, have a good one, everybody.